Welcome back to the Big Picture Show podcast, where two guys that could talk hours about movies do exactly that. I'm Alex Haina, and with me I have Deshaun Corbin. How's it going, everybody? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> all right, today we're going to talk about um, all of the incredible things that Disney announced at its Investor Day on Thursday. Um, there's a lot to cover. I really don't think we're going to have time to cover everything. Uh, so I don't know how you want to do it, but I think the best way to do it is just to hit the things that we're excited about as opposed to literally everything. Yeah, I agree. Easy okay. to do it. All right. Um, but before we get into that, I wanted to do a quick follow-up to the last episode. So last time we talked about how, uh, HBO max, well, Warner brothers announced that its entire 2021 slate is going to HBO Max and what that means for movie theaters and how it basically could potentially spell the end for movie theaters forever. Um, and part of that, we were part of that conversation uh, included the fact that they didn't really tell the theaters that they were doing this. Um, well, as it turns out, they didn't really tell anybody. They didn't tell the theaters. They didn't tell fellow studios. They didn't tell the filmmakers. They didn't tell the talent agencies. They didn't tell anybody they were doing this, which is absurd. Um, so to start with, Legendary Entertainment, which is the uh, production company that co-financed Dune and Godzilla vs. Kong. And they've done, they've worked with Warner Brothers in the past on like on the Dark Knight trilogy and things like that. Uh, so they uh, basically they they split the financing with Warner Brothers on Dune and Godzilla vs. Kong, two of the movies going to HBO Max. And uh, now they are suing Warner Brothers. Uh, they want to come to a compromise with Warner Brothers. Um, the likely scenario is that Warner Brothers just buys both of the films outright <laughs> from them. Yeah. Um, but they're prepared to take legal action. So that's interesting. Um, our favorite uh, movie theater advocate, Christopher Nolan, decided to rip Warner Brothers into one uh, where he said, uh, and I quote, some of our industry's biggest filmmakers and most important movie stars went to bed the night before thinking they were working for the greatest movie studio and woke up to find out they were working for the worst streaming service. Whoo. Those are some harsh words. <laughs> yeah. Um, he also said Warner brothers had an incredible machine for getting a filmmaker's work out everywhere, both in theaters and in the home, and they are dismantling it as we speak. And he went on to say their decision makes no economic sense. So Christopher Nolan is not happy, but Christopher Nolan is not the only one that is up in arms about this. Uh, pretty much everybody in Hollywood that isn't directly involved with Warner Brothers, HBO Max, or their parent company, AT&T. They're all furious. Um, the CAA, which is the creative arts agency, one of the biggest talent agencies in the entire world, uh, also addressed the situation. Uh, I'm not going to go over everything that they said, but I'll, uh, I'll hit some bullet points here. So they, uh, they said, it plainly violates the rights of a number of our clients who hold approval rights over distribution plans and streaming selections. Uh, they said it dramatically harms our clients' ability to earn back-end compensation, which is something I didn't even think of. Are you familiar with the point system? 
Yeah. Okay. Um, so real quick for listeners that aren't familiar, they uh, sometimes actors, actors with a lot of clout, really, um, can negotiate their their uh, salary um, as opposed to getting paid up front for a movie. They can instead or at the same time as getting paid up front, they can get what are called points. And the more points that you get, the more of a percentage that you get of what the movie earns at the box office. So I think one point is basically 1% or something like that. So a lot of actors and filmmakers that had negotiated that are no longer going to see those dividends, basically. So uh, that's something that they're pissed about. Uh, and lastly, they they said Warner Brothers had made has made a statement that relationships with artists and their representatives are not important to the studio. So they're not happy with Warner Brothers either. But I think my favorite thing that that came out of this um, is Denis Villeneuve's open letter to Warner Brothers. Um, Denis Villeneuve is the director of movies such as Prisoners, uh, Arrival, Sicario. And he recently directed uh, Warner Brothers' upcoming Dune, which was supposed to be released this year. When was it supposed to be released? No, was it this year or next year? I think they moved it to next year, didn't they? Yeah, they moved it a whole year. I think it was supposed to to come out November this year. Yeah, so it was supposed to have been out already. Yeah. And now it's... Then they put it back to December, and now it's 2021. Right, and now it's, it's going straight to HBO Max. (laughs) <laughs> um, so, uh, Denis Villeneuve had a lot to say. His letter is very long. I am not going to read it straight through. If anybody wants to read it, I highly recommend reading it because it's very, uh, eloquent and very, makes a lot of good points. Um, but I'll just hit some of the bullet points here. So, um, he starts off by saying there is absolutely no love for cinema nor for the audience here talking about the decision. Uh, He says this decision is all about pulling themselves out of the $150 billion of debt that they're in, saying AT&T is about its own survival on Wall Street. So they're not even thinking about the audience or the filmmakers. All they care about is the fact that they put themselves in a massive amount of debt and they're doing whatever they can to pull themselves out of it. Uh, He calls HBO Max a failure thus far, uh, calls the move a desperate attempt to grab the audience's attention. Uh, He says, filmmaking is a collaboration reliant on the mutual trust of teamwork, and Warner Brothers has decided they are no longer on the same team. So he's basically saying Warner Brothers uh, separated themselves from filmmakers. He says, I want the audience to understand that streaming alone can't sustain the film industry as we knew it before COVID. Streaming can produce great content, but not movies of Dune's scope and scale. So we talked about that. We said that if if this is the future, they're not going to make big movies anymore. They're not going to make Bond movies. They're not going to make Batman movies. They're not going to make Avengers movies. It's not it's not financially viable. And he says Warner Brothers might have just killed the Dune franchise. This is the director of Dune calling out the studio that he's working for. He says he supported the decision to delay Dune an entire year. So, yeah, they delayed it a whole year. Uh, He supported that decision when it became apparent that there would be a second wave of the pandemic. And he talks about the fact that science tells us that we'll be back to normal by Dune's release date. 
and he talks about how he and his team spent three years making this movie and how the image and sound were meticulously designed to be seen in theaters. Uh, and he goes on to say, I strongly believe that the future of cinema will be on the big screen, no matter what anybody at Wall Street says. So that's uh, that's a little reassuring that somebody with that that amount of clout in Hollywood believes that. He says, cinema on the big screen is an art form that brings people together, celebrating humanity, enhancing our empathy for one another. And it's one of the last artistic, in-person, collective experiences we share as human beings. Like I said, it's very. this whole letter is very uh, uh, eloquent. He says, once the pandemic is over, theaters will be filled again with film lovers. That is my strong belief, not because the movie industry needs it, but because we humans need cinema as a collective experience. And I think you actually were talking about that towards the end of uh, our last episode about how you, you don't think, like you said, there's no way that it's, this is the end of movie theaters. You think people will flock to theaters once, once movies start opening up again, which yeah. I, I'm I hope. Yeah, me too. And then he finishes up the letter, basically calling on AT&T to reconsider their decision. And he ends it beautifully by saying the movie going experience is like no other in those darkened theaters. Films capture our history, educate us, feel our imagination and lift and inspire our collective spirit. It is our legacy. Long live theatrical cinema. Hell yeah. Denis Villeneuve long live theatrical cinema. Um, so what a way to transition into our topic today, which has largely to do with streaming uh, and the fact that uh, I'm very happy about all of it. <laughs> so it's kind of uh, contradictory. Um, are you, how do you feel, Deshaun? Are you happy with, overall happy with the announcements Disney made on Thursday? Oh yeah, I love them. Uh, I'm happy all the announcements they made, but at the same time, I still want theaters to, thrive and succeed so yeah, yeah streaming's great and it's at a beautiful time for streaming yeah the best i've ever seen obviously but let's still make theaters important you know well i think they they did a good job of they a, a lot of what they talked about was for streaming like most of what they talked about was for streaming but they also peppered in some big big theatrical releases that's true um and uh, they didn't even mention Black Widow at all. So I think that bodes well for the fact that it's going to just it's going to stay in theaters. Yeah. Um, but uh, again, uh, speaking of last episode, we talked about how Disney is most likely going to be putting the pedal to the metal on streaming. Well, it's exactly what they're doing. They're pretty much full speed ahead with Disney Plus, Hulu, ESPN Plus. Yeah. And their new international streaming service, Star. That's big. Yeah. Um, so they announced 63 series and 42 films <sighs> at this event. Um, like I said, there's no way we're going to cover all of them. Um, uh, but and more more than 80 percent of them are straight to streaming content. So <laughs> that tells you how much they're putting into streaming. In fact, they're going to be spending apparently they're going to be spending. 16 billion dollars a year on streaming content 16 billion dollars a year 
and they expect Disney Plus to be at 260 million subscribers by 2024. And then Disney overall with Hulu, ESPN, Star, and Disney Plus will have around 350 million subscribers by then. Whew. Yeah. And uh, and Bob Iger, the uh, former CEO of Disney and current uh, executive chairman of the board, said, the fact is we are only just getting started. So, whew. All right. Let's get into this. Do you want to start with... I'm going to leave it up to you. Do you want to start with Lucasfilm, which is Star Wars and Indiana Jones, uh, Marvel, or uh, like general Disney, like Disney animation and Pixar? Uh, I'll start with Lucasfilm. Okay. Lucasfilm it is. So we'll start with the, uh, the least interesting one, at least in my opinion, which is that they announced uh, Indiana Jones five for about the 12th time. Yeah. I mean, this was announced like I feel like it was announced in 2012 um, and it was supposed to be released last summer, I think. Right. Yeah. But it's uh, even... still happening now. So yeah, it's... it's happening, but it's Harrison Ford's going to be 80 years old. <laughs> uh, also Spielberg isn't directing. So I don't know how I feel about that. I did not know that, but even just hearing right now, it doesn't change my opinion of it. Like I, I, I honestly couldn't care less about Indy five, but you know, well, how do you feel about who is directing it, which is James Mangold? Oh, actually, I do like that. I mean, too. Like, I'm I'm okay. torn. Yeah, okay, yeah. That just changed me real quick. <laughs> I'm torn. Well, I love I love uh, Ford v. Ferrari. That was one of my favorite movies of last year. Yo, you know, that was my favorite movie of last year. Yeah. I'm wrong. Uh, it was last year, right? 2020? I mean, 2019, yes. Okay. See? Uh, who knows? Yeah, this year has been going on for about five years, so it's hard to keep track. Yeah, um, the number one movie of 2019. Yeah, and they say it's the final film of the franchise. Which, duh, if Har- if they're not going to recast Indiana Jones, Harrison Ford's going to be probably be dead before this movie comes out. Yes. Um. But anyway, moving on to the to the good stuff. Star Wars, nothing but Star Wars. So they announced a lot of shows uh, on Disney Plus and one movie. Do you want to start with the shows or the movie? Movie first. Movie first. All right. So they announced that Patty Jenkins, director of uh, Wonder Woman and Wonder Woman 1984. And Monster. And Monster. <laughs> I love that movie. Will, uh, will be directing a Rogue Squadron movie called Rogue Squadron. Wow. Uh, did you see the announcement video that they made for that? Yeah, I actually, I, like to be honest with you, I actually loved it. I did too. At first, I thought it was really weird. I was yeah. like, "Why is she rollerblading? Like, what is what is Star Wars about this?" And then the narrative came in, and exactly, know, like, right. I'm hooked. Right. So she's talking about how her dad was a fighter pilot and how he died in action, mm-hmm. and she's been wanting to make the quote unquote the best fighter pilot movie ever, ever. Um, yeah. But she couldn't find the right story, and um. And now she's she's found the right story, but she's also found the right way to tell it or something like that. She says, I now I found two things I love or something like that. And then she puts on the helmet. Oh, man, it got me. And then she just walks very slowly. So I love it. I know to towards the uh, to the X-Wing. X-Wing. Yeah. Oh, man, it was really it consider me emotionally manipulated. Um, yeah. And this makes I don't know if you realize this, but it makes Patty Jenkins the first female to direct a Star Wars movie. 
Yeah. It's pretty cool. It's very cool. All right. On to the, on to the shows. So there's going to be a Rogue One prequel series called Star Wars Andor, obviously starring Diego Luna as Cassian Andor from Rogue One. Um, what are your thoughts? Well, I, I know you're not a big fan of uh, Rogue One, at least as big a fan as I am. But uh, I just watched it again last night, believe it or not. Hmm. Holds up. Still a top five. You heard it. Top five Star Wars movie. Really? Really. I guess I shouldn't be surprised. A lot love, of people love Rogue One. A lot of people think that's one of the best, like top three, top one. So I guess I shouldn't be surprised. Um, I don't know. To me, it's good. It's not a bad movie by any stretch. Like I, I enjoy it. I did rewatch it. It's not like Solo, which I think is just boring. Um, I just think like the first half is just so messy, and the second half is definitely better than the first half, and it does have what I consider currently the best scene in any Star Wars movie ever. Talking about the ending. Yeah, the Vader scene. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm, I guess I'm, I don't know. I'm indifferent towards this one. I'm not, not excited for it. I'm very excited for it. So, uh, they also announced a Lando Calrissian show called Lando. Yeah. Um, not that's it. They didn't say anything else about the show <laughs> at all. <laughs> they like, there's no like, when's it taking place? Who's going to be in it? I have to assume, oh, you yeah. know, it's going to be paper mache. <laughs> I, I have to assume that it's childish Gambino, uh, Donald Glover playing Lando. You would think so. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I did. I, actually, I did read a great like idea from someone um, on Twitter saying with it's like flashbacks though, like, where you have like Billy D and I, I can't even see this like Billy D like let's say he's uh just in a cantina just talking about some stories of his past and then it just flashes back to a Donald Glover uh Lando wouldn't that be that'd be interesting not that that should be the whole series but make it like one overarching story yeah I would I would love that Honestly, I think they should have just done this instead of going with the Han Solo movie. Like, I'd rather have just seen Adventures yeah. of Lando, and then maybe through Lando's eyes, we see how he met Han and Chewie. Uh, yeah, that would have been much better, actually. Um, what if, what if they they do your idea where it's it's Billy D. Williams telling the story, but he's telling it to that girl from the end of Rise of Skywalker, oh. where he kind of creepily hit on. <laughs> well, <laughs> so you're, you want to find out. <laughs> you want to find out? She stares at him. Uh, yeah. I, well, I hope it's not that. Uh, not Lando, like the Playboy, just going around every planet, shacking up with different women. I love that. So, would you rather it be like a, like you just said, like an overarching story, or would you rather it be kind of like Mandalorian, where each episode is its own individual adventure? All right. So, but is this going to be? Season after season, like Mandalorian? That's my question. Well, it's actually, they're calling it an event series. So I yeah, assume uh, that's just going to be one season, just like a limited yeah. series. So if it's one season, one one overarching story, one whole story as an arc. Yeah, it. I agree with that. That's all you should need. Yeah. All right. So speaking of Mandalorian, they, uh, they announced two spinoffs of The Mandalorian, which is Ahsoka and Rangers of the New Republic. The... Um, so the Ahsoka show comes as no surprise 
to yeah. anyone. Uh, that is possibly the episode with her. Uh, the episode of the Mandalorian with her is probably my favorite episode of the entire series. Really? Hell yeah. Whole series. Wow. Yeah. Well, I, I think we've talked about this. I'm not a huge. I shouldn't say I'm not. I wasn't a huge fan of the Mandalorian in season one. Like I was, I was ambivalent towards it. I didn't dislike it, but I wasn't all excited about it. Like everybody else was. Right. And then this season, I would say starting with the, the episode with Bo-Katan where they're, they're infiltrating the Imperial ship over the water, starting from that episode. And then each episode following it, I've just started liking it more and more and more to the point where I'm, I'm in, I'm loving it. So you don't you don't think that the Ahsoka episode is one of the best episodes? No, I do. But hearing it's your favorite episode, like oh. I never, that never even like crossed my mind that that would be someone's favorite episode. Not unless you're like really into uh, Clone Wars and stuff like that. Which I'm not. I never even watched Clone Wars. I oh, watched. I watched. Then. Yeah, I watched like two or three seasons of Rebels. Yeah, but I mean, I wasn't. I wasn't all about the Ahsoka character. I think it's just because for me, what makes Star Wars so, what makes Star Wars Star Wars is the whole uh, Jedi versus the Sith dynamic, like the Force and everything. So when you were missing and the Mandalorian, to be honest, yeah, and and we were missing in Rogue One, and we were missing in Solo. So I think that's part of why I don't like those movies. I don't know. Yeah, but I I am like like I said I am liking the Mandalorian now. So I, they they did something to win me over. All right, moving on. Uh, they announced a series entitled The Acolyte, which is going to take place toward the end of the High Republic era, which is wow. apparently around 150 years before the Skywalker saga. Yeah, uh, it's going to have a female lead, and that's that's it. That's all we know. Um, that's all we need to know. Well, I don't. I mean, based on the based on the title, I'm yeah. guessing it's going to be. I'm guessing the lead is going to be a dark side user, like the protagonist is going to be yeah. a dark side user. I would hope so. That'd be really cool. Uh, because for those that don't know, um, a Sith acolyte within the Star Wars universe, a Sith acolyte is a rank within the Sith Order. So I'm guessing the acolyte is the title character. And that it's going to be about a dark side user. So that should be cool. Yeah. I would love to see from their point of view for a whole series. That would be great. I know. And like, so, uh, man, I want to talk about the most recent episode of The Mandalorian, but it's it's kind of spoilerish. I mean, uh, it's not, it's not, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. Like the spoiler, it's not too spoilery. So they do something that makes you feel like you're on the, the side of the empire. Right, like they. Do you know what I'm talking about? Did you watch it? I did. So, do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. They they make it feel like the Empire is the side you're on. They even have Tie Fighters come in and rescue, and you're like cheering for the Tie Fighters. They do it so well, too. I know they do it really well. So, if they can do that for a whole series where you don't even think about the fact that this is an evil person. Like and you empathize with them and you feel like you're on their side, that will be really cool. Uh, moving on to the animated series that they announced called The Bad Batch, which is a spinoff of Clone Wars. Again, I never watched Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. I know nothing. I know nothing about The Bad Batch. 
Do you? No, not a single thing. I like that that little clip they showed. The clip was cool. It was cool seeing all the clones standing there watching um, Emperor Palpatine announce the start of the, the Empire. I thought that was cool. Now, moving on to the biggest, baddest, best news, best Star Wars news of of the day uh, regarding the Obi-Wan series. Yes. So the Obi-Wan series is going to be called Obi-Wan Kenobi, which I think is kind of uninspired. I don't know. I, I don't know what else you would call it. Yeah, what else would you call I mean, I would just go with Obi-Wan, but, you know. So would I. Um, but the news, the big news, Hayden Christensen is back as Darth Vader. Yes. I'm so overwhelmingly happy about that. I don't know why. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know why, because he's not good in Attack of the Clones. It's not his fault. Like, the movie's horribly written and horribly directed. Right. But, like, even still, like, the Anakin character is, is, like, just meh in that movie. I really like Revenge of the Sith. Like, I, a lot of people just kind of write off the prequels as a whole. Nah. I, I, I consider Revenge of the Sith a top tier Star Wars movie. Top five for me. Is every Star Wars movie a top five for you? Yep. Every single one. <laughs> um, Actually, no. Top seven. Scratch that. Okay. There's like 10 Star Wars movies. Sir. <laughs> I don't know how many they are. 11? I guess there's 11. Anyway. Um, Yeah. So I, I, I guess I'm just excited. It's the fact that he's coming back as Darth Vader. That gets me excited because we but can what see capacity? what what capacity like. So at the end of Rings of the Sith, he's already in the Vader armor, right? So Vader suit. So like, are we seeing Helm as Vader in that? And he's going to like remove the helmet, or like you can't breathe? You know what I mean? Like I don't understand how they're going to. I I. I I was thinking about that and it had me made me think I I kind of wish that and they there's no way they would have ever known that they were going to revisit this this yeah. timeline but I just wish that they had kept like they didn't show Anakin get all burnt up and disfigured right. and get armored and then in this show they show us how that happens you could retcon I mean they own they're not going to retcon they will absolutely not retcon the main saga hell no no way uh, I mean at least I mean I would, if anything, I would just, if I'm going to do this show, it will have to be like half flashback, half like present, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I I think I agree. The full like scope of Hayden Christensen Christensen even being there, because at the end of the day, he's going to have to be in the the suit the whole time anyway. Yeah, but does he have to have the helmet on? Like, can Vader breathe? Yeah. Just the chest plate and stuff. I'm sure. Maybe we know. see him in in Empire. We see him in oh, yeah, that. He does, yeah, he does pretty fine when he takes the helmet off. So, so and we also see in Rogue One. We see him in like a back to tank. But I mean, he can't really talk or yeah. do anything in that. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I just I, there has good. to be at least one flashback if you have hope, Hayden Christensen. I hope so. Yeah. But um. Ewan McGregor said that he and Hayden are going to quote unquote, have another swing at each other before the series ends. So, so they're going to fight. So that's, at least we know that like, it's not just going to be like Obi-Wan's doing his thing. And then, Oh, also 
off on the other side of the galaxy, Darth Vader's doing this. No, they're going to meet and it's going to, they're going to have a showdown. Which actually that in itself is a retcon. Now that I think about it. How so? Because in a new hope, when they meet, he says last time, I don't know. I can't think of the exact quote, but something last time we met, uh, now I am the master. So like, yeah, when they first meet, well, when they we first see them meet again, yeah, yeah. So man, it's bothering me that I can't think of the exact quote, but he's basically no. saying he was Obi Wan's uh, apprentice, right? So now if they're having to meet again, then that's not going to be the case. Which is a mini retcon. Yeah, yeah, little little. Small retcon, unless they do something that makes it not a retcon. I don't unless know. Flash, unless this whole thing is a flashback until like I don't know the last three episodes. Who knows? Well, they said it takes place. The show takes place ten years after Revenge of the Sith, so I can't imagine all of it will take place before Revenge of the Sith, except for the last. I don't know. I don't know how they're gonna do it, but I'm excited for it. All right, so that covers Star Wars. What do you want to move on to? Do you want to do Marvel or uh, Disney Pixar? Uh, let's go with Pixar. Okay. Well, Disney slash Pixar, as I just have Pixar. that as whole one big thing. Pixar. Pixar. <laughs> well, I want to save Pixar for, for – I don't want to do Pixar first because their big announcement is my favorite announcement of the whole entire uh, day. All right, well, we should do Marvel then first, right? Okay, let's do Marvel. Let's go to Marvel. All right, so they um they showed a new trailer for WandaVision. I didn't watch it because it's going to be out in like three weeks, four weeks, so I don't need to see another trailer. Did you watch, watch it? Watch the trailer, man. Come on. No, I don't need to. I don't need to see the whole show before I see the show. See, you, see, I have this theory that we haven't seen anything yet. I'm hoping at least. Uh, it was good. It was a good trailer, though. You know me. I don't watch trailers if I don't need to. Strange guy. I watch. Uh, I like watching the first trailer of if I'm if I'm highly anticipating something that I like. I know I'm going to see it regardless of what the trailer shows me. I'll watch the first trailer. Beyond that, I don't want to see anything else because they show too much. They show way too much. To be fair, in this newest trailer, they showed a lot of scenes we've seen before, so didn't miss much. All right. Well, I I can hold off until January fifteenth or whatever the date is so close, so close. Uh, and they also showed a trailer for Falcon and the winter soldier. Finally. Yeah, really? We actually, we finally have a date March 19th. Uh, let's see. What did the trailer show us? It showed us Zemo. Yes. That's pretty cool. Which well, who I felt like I'm the only person who loved Daniel Brühl as Zemo. Is that, am I the only one? I don't think you're the only one. I just think he got, he wasn't he was the villain of the story, but he got overshadowed by the fact that this movie isn't about him. We came to watch Iron Man and Captain America fight, so I think right. a lot of people were just like they didn't care enough. At the same time though, I think people like discredited his importance to it. They were like, Well, they were gonna meet anyway, or or some bullshit. Like, no. He orchestrated that whole thing not that yeah. it matters that much now but just saying i think one of the most brilliant things in the entire mcu 
writing wise has to do with Zemo, which is they basically in that movie, I'm sure you remember in civil war, they, they set up this whole idea that there's other super soldiers, right? And you're expecting, okay, so they're going to have to fight this like army of super soldiers. Yeah. And then they show up and Zemo just killed them all already. (laughs) Like that, I think is such a, it, it, it's so unexpected. I thought it was brilliant. Genius, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like that they show that like the symbol of Captain America lives on past Steve Rogers because they have that mascot at the football game. I thought right. that was cool. And it sounds like Bucky is convinced, like trying to convince Sam to take on the Captain America name. Yeah. Which I feel I have a theory that that's how the whole show is going to go. Like him. Like he isn't going to be Captain America until the end of the show. Is that yeah? Or embrace even like changing his costume to the American flag or something like that. You know. Yeah, yeah, I I could see that. I don't think he's going to be ever called Cap though. You, like, no, 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 because he's not a soldier. Well, he is actually. He is he a is, yeah, he's a soldier, but that's right. He was in the captain, yeah. but you know, right. I don't think he's ever going to be captain though. You know what I mean? Right. And then I loved the Captain America theme over the title card at the end because that's like my favorite Marvel theme, and it it gets so underplayed throughout the whole MCU. All right, moving on to the Loki trailer. I don't have a ton of thoughts on this, just the fact that it looks insane and it looks really good. I don't know anything that's happening. Like I'm not a big Marvel comics connoisseur, so I'm not sure what I'm looking at, but it looks awesome. Yes. Um, and of course you have Owen Wilson as an agent of the TVA, the time variance authority, which is weird, but cool. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, and then they showed a trailer for what if, which I'm very excited for. I am. I think I'm more excited for that than, than Falcon and winter soldier. Wow. Yeah. It just looks, I wasn't before I saw this trailer, but, um, so for, for those who don't know what, what if is, um, it's basically it's going to be an animated series that um, all of the characters are voiced by the the cast that played them in the the live action movies, and it's going to basically show alternate, not alternate timelines, but alternate. I guess alternate timelines. Yeah, technically, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's like the Watcher is like saying, "What if blah 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 blah? What if Peggy was?" The one who got the super soldier serum instead of Steve Rogers. Right. What if Yondu picks up T'Challa instead of Peter Quill? I thought that was an interesting I one. I can't wait for that. That's yeah. gonna be amazing. Um, and that was and that was uh Chadwick Boseman's voice. Yeah, yeah. I remember them saying that he had he had recorded that before he died. Yeah. Um Zombie Captain America? What the hell is that? Well, that's strictly like directly from the comics. See, so, I, I don't know. I'm not like I said. I'm not a Marvel comics other than Spider Man. I don't know much about the comics. Like you saw, he was fighting Bucky though. Yeah, uh, I can't wait for this. That's gonna be so good. And then speaking of fighting, evil Doctor Strange fighting regular Doctor Strange. That was awesome. Ooh, I hope Spidey's in this. I doubt it. I really doubt it because it's a Sony property. Yeah, I know, but still, I would just, I would love it. Yeah. I mean, it's it's animated though, cause, so technically he can be. Oh, that's true. It's hundred percent animated, but it takes place like it's an MCU thing. I wonder. 
Is it though? I mean, if it's alternate universe, like that might be a loophole right there. And Kevin Feige, I remember reading something. I kind of read it quickly in passing, so I don't know exactly what the context was. But Feige said something about like their top lawyer at at Marvel. Something about her being really good at what she does. So ex- <laughs> so expect to see characters popping up from other uh, properties or something like that. Really? Yeah, I don't know. I forget how he worded it, but. I don't know. You never know. You can see Spider-Man. He's on Disney Channel. You know. Yeah, that's yeah. true. All right. So moving on, they announced a Secret Invasion series with Samuel L. Jackson and Ben Mendelsohn. Yes. I mean, I didn't. I think Captain or uh, Captain Marvel is one of the worst Marvel movies to date. So I'm not overly excited about that. Uh, I'm excited for their uh, chemistry. Oh, I agree. I love Ben Mendelsohn. Of course, who doesn't love Samuel L. Jackson? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't mind Captain Marvel. I'm, it's middle of the road for me. So, um, But them, them two together, just so good. Yeah. Um, they announced a show called Armor Wars, starring Don Cheadle yeah. as War Machine. Finally, Rhodey gets something. Am I, am, I'm, I'm the only one hyped about this right now. What? what? I'm the only one hyped about this right now. About Armor Wars? Yeah. I mean, no. <laughs> I, I'll tell you why I'm hype about it. So the the little description that they gave for it is uh, uh, Rhodey fights to stop Tony Stark's armor tech from falling into the wrong hands. Right. I so, so hope that the villain is Justin Hammer. Really? Like, how how can it not be? I mean, I guess it could like, I'm not, I shouldn't say, how can it not be? It could be anybody, but Justin Hammer was so Sam Rockwell was so good in Iron Man two. Like he basically made that movie what it was and they just, everybody loves him and they just kind of left him like left him in the dust. They never revisited him. And I have no idea why they could have done so much with him. I'm hoping that this is them finally bringing him back. Well, I mean, if we're going by the comics, like, I don't know a lot about the Marvel comics, but I know about certain stuff like this. And Justin Hammer is actually in the Armor Wars. So your uh, theory might be 100% true. You just made me so happy. (laughs) And now now I am sticking with my theory that Justin Hammer is. You heard it here first, folks. (laughs) Sam Rockwell is returning to the Marvel Cinematic Universe in Armor Wars. I honestly would not be surprised at all. It makes perfect sense. Um, They also announced an Ironheart show. Yes. Which, again, I don't know anything about. Sounds like it's essentially a female Iron Man. Yeah, so she's like, well, at least Kevin Feige's description of it was she was the first one to make the like next best suit ever. Since Tony Stark has made his, so hold yeah. up, she can make something as good or better than um, nanotech. I would say the nanotech one. I'll say Tony Stark's original Iron Man armor. Oh, so would this take place before Infinity War? See, I could see that. No, 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 no. This is definitely gonna be after Infinity War. I could see this. Like, I could see uh, Armor Wars leading almost directly into this, or them having something to do with each other. I can see that. 
hundred percent. Cause she is a genius who creates a uh, Iron Man armor for herself, of course. Hmm. All right. I mean, it's it's a really a, a new comic though. It's like only like what five years old, four years old. It's very new. So they could do whatever they want with it, you know. Yeah. All right. Well, it's. I mean, it sounds cool. Uh, they also announced a Baby Groot animated series. I yeah. don't. I don't know. Short. Feel short. They're going to be. Yeah, they're like. So what I gather is. Have you ever watched the um, Forky asks a question? The best shorts on. <laughs> yes, I have. That's kind of what I gather. It's going to be like. I hope this is. I hope it's just like that. But he doesn't talk. Yes, he does. You know, subtitles. No, he says I. He occasionally says M, and he says group too. That's true. He says he says a whopping three words. It's very talkative. So, do you think Rocket Raccoon will be in it to kind of be like the de facto translator? Do you really need him though? I could just. I will honestly. I mean, they're shorts. They're going to be what seven minutes at most. It would be crazy to just see Groot walking around saying I am Groot to random fucking people or whatever. Actually, now that I think about it, it'd be really funny. Yeah. <laughs> it'd be really funny to just have it's baby Groot. To it, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's a short. You could do almost whatever you want with it. And it's baby Groot, so, you know. Yeah, and it's animated, too. So it's not like it's... Yeah, so... Yeah, they can do whatever. Uh, speaking of Guardians, they're doing a Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. Which will yeah. be written and directed by James Gunn himself. Yes. And it's slated for December of 2022. My question is if it's, first of all, if it's that far out and James Gunn is writing and directing it, it's got to be live action, right? Yeah, it is. Uh, he already uh, he said it on Twitter. Yep. Oh, did he? Okay. So, yeah. and they're film, they're going to film it while they film Guardians 3. So, oh, okay. So they're doing it kind of like, when they were shooting Guardians 2, Guardians 1 or 2, they shot the footage for the Disneyland Guardians Escape or whatever it's called. Yeah, escape from wherever that uh, that prison was called. Yeah. Kill. So Kill, yeah. So then it's probably not going to be very long if they're doing... Yeah, holiday special, probably not. Maybe 45 minutes at the most. Oh, right? I'm, I'm thinking if they're, if they're shooting it while they're shooting Guardians 3... 45 minutes, that's a third, sometimes half of a movie. That's like an episode of, well, I'll say like maybe 37, 40 minutes. Let's get an episode of Mandalorian. All right. I can see that. Um, Off topic for a second. Did you watch the Star Wars Lego holiday special? Not yet. I was somewhat to do this. Oh, my God. It's so good. Is, is it? I loved it. It's just full of fan service, and I loved it. Yeah, Lego's good with that. Um, and it's like it's so self-aware and they basically call out the horrible plot of Rise of Skywalker and I love it. Um so they also I mean they they had announced a She-Hulk show a while ago, but they announced that Mark Ruffalo will be in it as Bruce Banner/The slash Hulk and yeah. they announced the finally announced the return of Tim Roth as the Abomination. Finally, yes. Yeah. Which has to mean that uh, maybe we could see Betty. Would that be like crazy to think? Uh, I don't think it's crazy, but I think it's unlikely. Really? Because I don't think I don't think Bruce Banner is going to be in it 
maybe he'll probably be in like one episode. I don't know. Maybe. What about uh, Thunderbolt Ross? I could see him being in it. Yeah. He's in something. He's in Black Widow, right? Is it, yeah, he yeah he makes a cameo in there. So he's in he's in like he pops up in like five or six different Marvel movies. So I could see him being in this. Um, Ant Man three is going to be titled Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantum Mania. Yes, that's pretty cool. So we know it's going to be all about the quantum realm. You know what it reminds me of? It sounds like um, Multiverse of Madness: Quantum Mania. Yeah. They all yeah they all and well wreck. See, not the name Ragnarok, but like the vibe that Ragnarok gave off and Thor Love and Thunder is going to give off. It all seems like it's all the same vibe. You know what I mean? Yeah. It just sounds like they're just going nuts. Like, it just sounds yeah. like it's going to be like just 70s, 80s, just weird. Yeah. Stuff. yeah. In the best way possible, of course. Right. Um, And then speaking of uh, Multiverse of Madness, uh, coming as a shock to no one that you know, follows this type of news. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness will directly connect the events of Spider-Man 3. Yeah. So can we, for a second, talk about the craziness that is Spider-Man 3? Oh, I'd love to. <laughs> um, let's see. It started with... Who did it start with? Jamie Foxx as Electro? Yeah. Coming back? Yeah. Which, that's weird to me because nobody liked The Amazing... Did you like The Amazing Spider-Man 2? No, first one I liked a lot, actually. The second one, no. Um, Spider-Man 3 is also going to have uh, Alfred Molina as Doc Ock, yes. which is I'm excited for. Um, and rumors, the rumors are that Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield are coming back. Yes. Do, you, do you think that's true? 100%. Really? 100%? 100%. Why, why go through? And I heard Kristen Dunst is coming back, too, but that's besides the point. Why go through the trouble of getting Electro, Jamie Foxx's Electro, and Alfred Molina back as Doc Doc if you're not going to bring back Spider-Man too? You know what I mean? That's true. That's a good point. I'm. I don't know. I. I don't oh, really you know what I want? I want all the Ant Mays together. Give me an Ant May. <laughs> That's what I need. Remember they were going to do an Ant May movie? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sony was losing their mind. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, 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 I hope that they come back. I specifically hope Tobey Maguire comes back because it'd be really cool to see him as like a older like, Peter. Yeah, more like um, grizzly Spider-Man, kind of like he's he's weathered and he's been through shit. He's been Spider-Man for let's say like twenty years or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, moving on to the Fantastic Four movie that I think we kind of assumed was coming, but it's finally nice, or it's nice to finally have confirmation. Right. Um, again, we know nothing about that other than that John Watts is directing it. They love him, yeah. Do you have anything to say about the Fantastic Four movie? Because they haven't said anything about it. Yeah, we don't have anything. Just that logo, and that's probably not going to be the real logo, so no, no. I like John Watts. I think he does a great job. Um, with Spider-Man, so you know, I'll, see, I don't know what kind of uh, feel or theme they're going with. Like Spider-Man is obviously like meant to be a coming-of-age thing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like, feel, a, like a John Hughes type. Thing. John Hughes, yeah, exactly. You feel John Hughes from that. Um, Fantastic Four is not that, so I don't know. But are um, you telling me that Fant Four Stick isn't a wonderful coming-of-age tale? It's fantastic. Wait, wait, wait. Say that again. 
It's fantastic. <laughs> Guys, That's, I got the name. <laughs> I cut the black. Um, what a movie. Um, are I'll you still... Emily Blunt. I was just going to say, are you still set on John Krasinski and Emily Blunt playing? Yeah, uh, I mean, they're getting, they're getting up there, which is like weird now. Not, it's not that it's weird. They're, everyone's old in the MCU now, but they're getting up there. Yeah. And I have a feeling that they're going to go, maybe not as young as they went in Fant Stick, but I think they're going to go younger, like early 30s, mid 30s. Whereas I think John Krasinski's approaching 40 at this point. So is Emily Blunt. Yeah, they're both up there. Yeah. But uh, Emily Blunt's already in the Disney factory. So true. Who knows? This is true. Also, John Krasinski kind of made like a little wink in his, remember his uh, some good news thing? Yeah. That he did back in like March, April. And he said something about him playing a Marvel superhero. He did, but I always thought that was like cheeky or something, you know? Yeah, but it seemed like a. It could have been two things. It could have been one, him saying he wants to play it, or him saying, hey, guys, I'm playing Mr. Fantastic. I don't know. That'd be cool. I, I, I would love it. I'm all bored. I mean, I feel like if you do do Mr. Fan, if you do the Fantastic Four, and let's say, for see, it all depends on how we get them. If we're getting them from another universe or. Had they already existed? There's so much that needs to go into this. Yeah. All right, moving on to Thor Love and Thunder news. We already knew that Christian Bale was cast. We just didn't know who he would be playing. Right. Um, apparently, he's playing Gore the God Butcher. Yeah. I don't know who that is. I actually have no idea who that is. Not that I'm like the biggest comic guy. I know a little bit about him, but no, not him at all. I saw a, a picture of him. I saw somebody posted somewhere reddit or something mm-hmm. they posted like pictures of him and his and his crazy transformations christian bale and his transformations and then yeah. the last picture was a picture of gore the god butcher and they were like he's really good at transformations but how's he gonna pull this one off <laughs> that's great i wonder if it's gonna be cgi which is weird to cast christian bale if it's gonna be completely cg i mean what if it's like mocap though actually i say that but they cast Josh Brolin in a completely CG character, and that was still very clearly Josh Brolin. Yeah, so. you could, yeah, that you that was hundred percent Josh Brolin still. Yeah. All right. So, um, to me, the most interesting news coming out of Marvel is that they announced, like, they specifically went out of the way to announce that T'Challa won't be recast in Black Panther two. Right. I I don't know what I expected. Like, I didn't I didn't expect them to recast. But then at the same time, how do you make Black Panther 2 and continue the story in the direction they were going without T'Challa? Right? Yeah, well, simple. They're going to change the story. I like. I didn't think they would recast them at all. But at the same time, if they came out and said, we have decided to recast them after talking to his family and stuff like that, I wouldn't be angry about it. I'd be like, okay, I understand. You have to continue the story. But now that they're not doing it, that just opens up really just one possibility for me Shuri, right she has to be the new black panther i would think so but she uh she recently got into some trouble on social media apparently which i don't want to get into here but yeah yeah, whatever um but i kind of like what you were saying there's there's two sides to that coin like you you're gonna get flack either way you go 
So right now, like he's not being recast. So you have the people saying how like that's an injustice to like, why should the character die with with yeah. Chadwick Boseman? Like he wouldn't want this. Da, 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 da. But then if you do recast, then you have the people that'll say, how dare you? There can only be one yeah. T'Challa. And-, and then for the rest of the time that we are making Black Panther movies, they're going to be like, well, this guy's good or this guy sucks. He's not as good as Chadwick Boseman was. Right. So just nip down the bud. There's no more T'Challa. Do you think they recast him in the future? Uh, Like for what? I don't know anything like oh, have yeah. T'Challa come back at some point, or do you think they do you think Black Panther it. two uh, like basically addresses that T'Challa is dead? Yeah, that he dies somehow. I don't, I don't even know if they like if they show it or they just mention it. You know, what I mean? like, obviously not show it, but like I don't know. I just thought of something. Uh, we have all this multiverse crap going on. Yeah. What if they bring Michael B. Jordan in as Black Panther? Well, like that's what a lot of fans were saying they wanted to happen. Bring him back and just recast as Black Panther. But you're saying multiverse wise? Yeah, like have different. What's his character's name? Killmonger. Yeah, have Killmonger from an alternate universe be the Black Panther. Black Panther. Because he was he was destined to be the Black Panther, according to him anyway. Oh, was in line to be. Yeah. Yeah. So it would make sense that in an alternate timeline, that's what happened. So oh, then maybe yeah, either not recast in T'Challa. Yeah. Yeah. Like maybe either they go like they say. Like Black Panther 2 takes place in a different timeline or at some point they pull him from that timeline and he's in our timeline. I don't know. Could go either way. But I hope I kind of hope that's what they do now, just because I love Michael B. Jordan. and I want to see him back. Yeah, and see it, was, you. it was great. And that movie too. So yeah. Um, and then as we already mentioned, they didn't say anything about Black Widow. So I'm I'm assuming it's a go for a theatrical release. They're, they have no intention of releasing it on streaming. So I guess that leaves the uh the Disney slash Pixar section. Woo! Which to me is the most crowded. Like there's the most to talk about. That's a show though. Right. I mean that's their, their biggest umbrella. I uh, I don't want to touch on everything, obviously, because we'd be here for another two and a half hours. Yeah, that's fine. I've got nothing going on. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll start with the fact that um, something that we already knew, which is Pinocchio, Peter Pan, and Cruella are going straight to Disney Plus. They uh, they showed little, I don't want to like teaser. I don't know if what do you want to call them? Kind of just like title card things for Pinocchio. And yeah. Peter Pan, which Peter Pan is going to be called Peter Pan and Wendy. Yeah. Um, I totally forgot that Tom Hanks was playing Geppetto in Pinocchio. Yeah. He's pulling uh, a Polo Express. Playing young and old together. It's going to work. I mean, he's great. But, you know. Wait, wait, what? Polo Express. You know how he played the kid and then he played the conductor. and the- He's playing Pinocchio, too? Yeah, didn't you just say that? No, he's playing Geppetto. Oh, who's playing Pinocchio? I don't know, but I was like, <laughs> what? Tom Hanks is playing Pinocchio? Jenny has AIDS. <laughs> I, I'm serious. I, I, I think he is now. No, I, think, I, don't, I don't know. Yep, he is. Trust me. Oh, that's, here to hear that's, that's wild. But it's live action. Isn't it? It is. It's not like Polar Express because it's live action. 
Uh, is it 100% live action though? I guess not because you can't have a actual talking puppet that looks like a real boy. Exactly. Anyway, we've we spent too much time talking about that. <laughs> this is the best movie coming out. <laughs> um, we didn't talk on uh, Cruella though. I'm very hyped for that. They didn't really say anything about it though. Yeah, but she looks amazing. Emma Stone. Goddamn. I mean, if, she's obviously going to be amazing, but I don't know if I really care enough about. I, I was never a huge fan of Hundred One Dalmatians to begin with. So really. Yeah, I liked the live action one. Yeah, I was gonna say the live action one though. Yeah, but not enough to get excited about a Cruella movie. I'm sure it's gonna be good. I'm gonna watch it. I love Emma Stone. She's one of the best actresses working today. So, so I'm obviously I'm excited for it. I'm really excited for Peter Pan and Wendy, only because that's just right up my alley, like an adventure fantasy pirate type movie. I just love those kinds of movies. Well, we know uh, what Jude Law is going to be Captain Hook, right? I know, yes. Very interesting. I love that. Um, speaking of casting, they announced the cast of the live action Little Mermaid movie. Haley Bailey is playing um Ariel. Yeah. But uh David Diggs is playing Sebastian. Do you know who David Diggs is? Yeah. He's like okay. yeah, and he was in um what's the name? Hamilton. So yeah. he was in Hamilton. And did you see the movie um Blind Spotting? Yeah. Oh man, he I think he wrote that. He wrote that and starred in it, and he was really good in that. But did you see Hamilton? Of course I did. <laughs> you did? Okay. I had, some people haven't seen it. Some people say, you oh, don't like musicals. Well, then you are an uncultured swine. Exactly. Uh, so, yeah, David Diggs as Sebastian is perfect, in my opinion. No, nah, they announced one perfect what? casting in this movie. There's one perfect casting in this movie. And it's Aquafina as Scuttle. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, are you talking about Melissa McCarthy as Ursula? Damn, two perfect castes. <laughs> because that's really good. That is I think really, that's very good. I think so. I don't want. I hate to say this. I think she was just cast because she's uh, heavy. You know, she's she's on the, the heavier side, but she's also a great actress. Yeah. No, but. That works though, like that makes sense to me. I mean, I would have loved like Queen Latifah; that would have been great. But she did that um the Broadway musical one. It wasn't Broadway; it was like ABC. The one on the yeah, yeah. And that's where the- where uh, what's his name? Um, Shaggy played Sebastian. Yeah, that, <laughs> it was it was weird. Um, I'm on um Javier Bardem. I know that's that's interesting to me actually. Really, because I was expecting. So obviously, um. The girl playing Ariel is black. So, no. so I so I was expecting Idris Elba as King Triton. It's always Idris Elba. I don't know why. I like for me, to me, it was like, oh, it's going to be Idris Elba. Just because he's got that that first of all, he's in the Disney family. He has but, that regal look of him. He's he's yeah, he's regal, he's uh imposing, he's he's big. Yeah. And he's got that voice. He talks very deeply javier bardem is weird to me i wouldn't call that perfect casting i would call it obviously he's an amazing actor and he's going to do an amazing job but i wouldn't call that perfect casting i wonder how he's gonna look it's gonna be very interesting the makeup in this movie he's gonna look he's gonna have the same haircut he had in no country for old men oh i love that (laughs) i love that um Back to Ursula real quick. I just remembered there was um, 
a while ago, speculation that Lady Gaga would play Ursula. I thought that would have been good. Yeah, but I mean, I, get, I mean, like you said, they half of it is she's a great actress. No, I want to say great. She's a good actress, Melissa McCarthy. She's an Oscar-nominated actress, so I would say she's she's a great actress. Great, uh, she's good. She's really good. I like her. But uh, great, I don't, see. I I uh, reserve great for like the top in the business at this point in time. Personally, Dwayne Johnson. Well, yeah, best of all time. Right. But she she's going to be great for her, I think. All right, moving on. Um, they talked about the Lion King sequel, which is going to be a sequel slash prequel. It's going to be in the style of the Godfather Part Two. Yeah, uh, that's weird to me, but also could be kind of cool. Like it's, I think it's it's an inspired choice. It's, I have you ever seen Lion King Two: Simba's Pride? Of course, I have. That's one of my favorite Disney sequels of all time. Agreed. It's a great sequel and it has great music. It does. So the first almost. I would have I yeah, I would agree with that. I would have I would not have been opposed to them saying they're doing an adaption of that. I'm not surprised they're not though, because most people, I would say probably 75% of the population has either never heard of it or at least hasn't seen it right. so. or can't recall it to the point of being hype about a remake about it. Exactly. So I think it's cool that they're doing it like the Godfather part two. The thing that I don't know is, is it going to be about Mufasa or Simba? See, that's why I thought like if we're doing a prequel sequel, it either has to be about Mufasa and his father. Right. Yeah. Right. That's the only thing I thought it could be about. I, that would be, that's what I would like to see. I would rather it be Mufasa. If he's like the, if you're, if you're talking the Godfather and you're talking like Don Corleone, so, yeah, you're Don, the Don Corleone of the Lion King cinematic universe is Mufasa. <laughs> yeah. That's very accurate. Yes. All right. So, uh, moving on to the next. Uh, Walt Disney Animation Studios movie, which is Raya and the Last Dragon. Yeah. So when I say Walt Disney Animation Studios, I mean you know the, the studio because a lot of people think, oh, Disney Animation Studios, that's everything that Disney does. No, Walt Disney Animation Studios are the ones responsible for movies like Frozen, Moana, mm-hmm. um, Princess and the Frog. Right. Aladdin, those types of movies. So uh, the the next one coming out on March 5th is Raya and the Last Dragon, which we already knew about. We think we already had a release date for, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. And we actually yeah. have had a trailer for. Did you see the trailer? Uh, the, like the short snippet? It was like a, it was like two minutes long. It was like a long um, like no, I scene. I think I just saw a snippet. I don't think I saw a full. Oh man, it's really good. It looks so good. It's so interesting. It's so it's different from anything. It kind of has the same sort of feel as Moana, but instead of Polynesian, it's Asian, and it's just it's just really cool, right? Um, but the the big news was that it's going to be on Premiere Access, as well yeah. as in theaters. 
Yeah, there we go again with this premier access. Yeah, I, I, I would have thought they would have learned their lesson from Mulan, personally. But then well, again, how are they doing it? You know, they didn't say anything about that though, right? About what? How they're like? Is it going to be another thirty dollars, or is it going to be? I don't know. Let's say ten, twenty-five. I would imagine it would be thirty dollars because it's going to be in theaters. It's a day and date release, which means it's going to be in theaters and on Disney Plus the same day. So right. if it's in theaters, I'm going to imagine they're going to charge quite a bit for you to watch it at home. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know why they're doing that though. I can't figure out why they would do that. Maybe it's maybe they're using this as like a something to try. Like they want to see if it'll work with with something that's not because Mulan caught a lot of flack like politically and and really nobody was nobody Mulan the original Mulan isn't really anybody's favorite animated movie so maybe with something original that is a little bit lower budget they can kind of test the waters with a day and date release I don't know uh, so I feel like Mulan was a better idea for a premiere access thing a remake of that than a new IP no yeah but Mulan wasn't in theaters at all Mulan was just yeah. Disney plus yeah yeah, yeah. I think if it were in theaters and Premier Access, they would have had better results. Right. So, right. so maybe they're just maybe they're using this as the uh, uh, guinea pig, so to speak. I don't know, but Ryan, Ryan the Last Dragon looks really cool. That's all I gotta say. I'm really excited for it. Uh, and then the next movie by Walt Disney Animation Studios after Ryan and the Last Dragon is a movie called Encanto. Or I guess Encanto. Encanto, yeah. yeah. Um, again, we don't really know anything about it except that it takes place in Colombia, and it's about mm -hmm. a family who lives in a magical home. So, I guess it sounds interesting. Kind of sounds like, um, or not sounds like the the clip that they showed gave off vibes of Coco, like the the animation style and the colors is very colorful. Did you watch the little clip that they showed? Yeah. It just looks like the the aesthetically, it just looks like Coco. Yeah. Um, and what has me excited about it is that Lynn Manuel Miranda is gonna write the music for it. Yep. I'm excited for that. And uh I know um the writer of Zootopia and Moana is writing this. Right. Uh Jared Bush or something like that. Yeah, he's awesome though. So should be good. Yeah. Uh, they also announced four new animated series that are going to be strictly on Disney Plus, obviously. Um, Zootopia Plus is what the series is called. It's a Zootopia series called Zootopia Plus. Yep. A Moana series, which I think is just going to be called Moana. Maybe Moana, the animated series. I don't know. A Baymax series, which I'm excited for. Yes. And then a Tiana series, which, I mean, I guess I'm... Princess and the Frog was kind of meh to me, so I'm not. I think it's underrated it. a little bit. It did it did a good job of giving the feel of a classic '80s '90s Disney movie. Yeah, but I don't know. I just wasn't into the the story of it. It just seemed like yeah, the story was, which is weird to say, is like the least interesting thing about the movie. Yeah, like New Orleans, the whole city building and stuff they do is great. The story. Right you know falls it's a classic like fantasy story yeah 
And then they also announced a, uh, a a few live action series, but the 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 one that I care about is the Mighty Ducks series. Yeah, I'm glad we're on board with that. Um, called the Mighty Ducks Game Changers, mm-hmm. and the only reason I'm excited for it is the fact that Emilio Estevez has returned. Did you see the trailer? I did. Very high. And, and Lauren Graham is in it, and I don't know about you, but I love Lauren Graham. I don't think I've seen much of anything that she's been in. I've never watched Gilmore Girls. I saw Evan Almighty, but that's about it. Yeah. I Bad can't Santa, man, Bad Santa. She was my first like real movie crush other than like Nev Campbell. Natalie Portman was my first movie crush in uh, Phantom Menace. But anyway, they also announced a I think it's a movie, Rescue Rangers movie. Is it a movie or a show? It's a movie. It's a movie because it's a one of those crappy animated live action hybrid things that they that they're doing with everything yeah um a rescue rangers movie starring john mulaney and andy samberg as chip and dale which i love me too but yeah it's a hybrid movie so i don't know i I don't know i'm i'm over those man you know i'm over them but i am a huge huge fan of john mulaney so i will I will watch anything he does. Uh, they also announced a Turner and Hooch series starring Josh Peck. I mean, I'm a massive Tom Hanks fan, and I I like the Turner and Hooch movie. Couldn't care less about this show. No, nah, I don't even care about original Turner and Hooch. Well, no. Turner and Hooch doesn't even think about you. So, <laughs> well, that's very true. Um, they announced a live action Beauty and the Beast prequel series about Gaston and LeFou. Uh-huh. Starring Luke Evans and Josh Gad. Um, I think they announced that a while ago, actually, though, or at least it was rumored, but now it's official. Uh, it seems weird to me, especially if it's going to be in the style of the movie, which to me was weird. I'm not a huge fan of the live action Beauty and the Beast movie. Are you? Uh, I like it for what it is. I want to say it was like a great remake or anything like that. Yeah. I'm not really a fan of, honestly, any of the remakes. I, I did like Cinderella. Cinderella was really good. Well done, I will say. But other than that, the rest are, you know, they're okay. I'll take them and leave them. You didn't like Jungle Book? That was really good. But at this, like, uh, see, that was probably, like, the best one out of all of them, which isn't saying much. Like, I thought that was a great movie, you know? But, like, I wouldn't say it was, like, musty game changer type of movie. You know what I mean? I agree. Aside from the effects, I agree. Yeah. Uh, they announced a Percy Jackson and the Olympians series, a reboot very, series. Very hype. Yeah, I'm I'm actually pretty hyped for that too because I read those books a long time ago, mm-hmm. and the movies are garbage. Absolute garbage. Do you like the movies? I like the first one. Garbage. <laughs> Uh, actually, I don't know if I ever even saw the second one because I hated the first one so much. Really? You hated the first one? I hated it. It was just such a horrible adaption. He, they aged up the characters so much that it was just weird. What, Speaking, uh, uh, Pierce Brosnan didn't save it for you as uh, Mr. Brunner? I'm going to be honest with you. I completely forgot he was in it. Wow. I forgot Pierce Brosnan was in it. That's, That's how, how much I didn't like the movie. <laughs> That's great. They made uh, Hocus Pocus 2 official. Like that was also rumored for a while, and it's yeah. going to have all the original cast. Well, I don't know about all the original cast. The original Sanderson sisters will be in it. Yeah. Um, which I'm pumped for. 
I, I don't know why. I don't know why I'm pumped for it. I like the first, like Hocus Pocus is my favorite Halloween movie. Probably. No, I take that back. I take that back. Okay. Let me, let's rephrase it. Do you consider Hocus Pocus a horror movie? Uh, no, it has aspects of horror in it. It's not a horror movie though. It's a, okay. holiday, it's a holiday movie. Disregarding horror movies. Uh-huh. Hocus Pocus is my favorite Halloween movie. Fair. Yeah, if you're disregarding horror movies, yes. Okay. So anyway, Hocus Pocus is my favorite Halloween movie. But I never, ever in my life thought I need to see more Sanderson sisters. But knowing that they're doing it with Bette Midler and and Sarah Jessica Parker, and I'm blanking on her name. What's her name? The last one? Yeah. Uh What's to start with? I I know it. I can't think of it. Is it? She's in like six. Oh my god! All right. It's like Kathy or Karen or Casey, something like that. She's so she's so. Did you ever see Rat Race? Rat Race, no. Oh my god! You have to see Rat Race. I think that might be that's a top three comedy for me. Really? Who's in it? She's in that, and she's she's everybody. Everybody's in that movie. All right. Let me. Uh. By the way, her name is. Kathy Najimi. 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 Called that. It's N A J I M Y. I'm gonna say Najimi. I think it's Najim. Um, I'm going to look up the cast. Najimi, whatever, whatever it is, she's amazing. Um, I'm gonna look up the cast of Rat Race right now because you're gonna be blown away by how many amazing people are in this movie. It's from 2001. Okay. All right. Are you ready? Are you ready for this? Yeah. All right, so you have Cuba Gooding Jr., Seth Green, Whoopi Goldberg. Hold on, I have to press. uh, I had to click more because they have it in order of appearance for whatever reason. Um, Whoopi Goldberg, John Lovitz, Kathy and Jimmy, Rowan Atkinson, John Cleese. Uh, Kathy Bates. Wow. Uh, yeah, Wayne Knight is in it. Um, you have to see this movie; it's so good. Everybody has to see Rat Race. It is one of the funniest movies I've ever seen. Anyway, moving on to the topic at hand, um, talking about remakes uh, that they're doing for Disney Plus. They're doing a Three Men and a Baby remake starring Zac Efron. Yeah, I'm assuming he's playing the Tom Selleck role, but I don't know. I have no idea. But why? <laughs> why? Uh, who knows? I'm sure somebody came up with an, an idea for a modern day three minute baby. They pitched it and somebody in the studio liked it and they decided to go forward with it. Maybe Zach Efron's playing the baby. Oh, well, then I would definitely watch it. That would be an interesting turn, an interesting twist on the uh, on the genre. Um, They announced. Well, actually, they had announced this a while ago. Um, the sequel to Enchanted called Disenchanted. Genius. Um, but what they announced was that it's going right to Disney Plus. Um, they announced a Sister Act three with Whoopi Goldberg returning. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And um, Tyler Perry is going to be in it, and he's going to be a producer. Yeah, I don't care. That's about that cool. at all. You don't care about Sister Act three. You don't care about Tyler Perry. Tyler Perry. Oh, okay. I mean, either really. 
Um, and then saving the best for last of the day, my favorite news. Do you know what I'm going to talk about right now? Uh, it's from Disney. Yes, uh, specifically Pixar. Lightyear. Oh, yeah, man. Lightyear starring Chris Evans. Woo, yeah. I'm excited for that. Comes out June 17th, 2022. Right. So do you know, Do you? I'm sure you know what this movie is. Yes. When I when I heard they were doing a Buzz Lightyear movie, I figured they were doing it like um, like a Toy Story 5 type of thing. And just without Woody. And I was livid. I was pissed. Um, but apparently what they're doing is... So they... When they made the first Toy Story and they created the character of Buzz Lightyear, they imagined that Buzz Lightyear was a toy from an epic sci-fi adventure blockbuster movie. Mm -hmm. And now they're making that movie. That's so cool. That has me so excited. I don't, are you, am I, am I crazy? Your excitement is warranted. I, I, I don't, what? I was going to say, I don't really have anything else to say about it other than I'm just pumped for that movie especially since it's chris evans i just love chris evans well see like is this like i'm uh so i already know that the toy buzz lightyear the whole thing that toy story came from is this idea of this and they're making this movie of it so he mm -hmm. is the original buzz lightyear chris evans yes okay so it's he's he's playing the quote-unquote real buzz lightyear like as as Woody says, you really thought you were the real Buzz Lightyear? And <laughs> all this time, I thought it was an act. Yeah, that's Chris Evans. Chris Evans is playing the real Buzz Lightyear, and yeah, it's going to be like a. It shows how he moved up in the ranks in Star Command or something. I don't know. Yeah, but I like. Is but, it going to be, uh, let's say, uh, a realistic? Like space movie, you know what I mean? Or is it going to be like that? We actually have like a laser gun and stuff like that. That I'm enough. Well, so they said it's like a sci-fi adventure blockbuster. So, I'm so assume he would have like a laser gun and stuff like that. Did you ever see the movie or the series Buzz Lightyear Star Command? Yeah, I love it. John Lasseter didn't like that series, but John Lasseter is not with Disney anymore. Yeah. So put that shit on Disney Plus. Put that thing on Disney Plus or so help me. So help me. So help me. And cut. Yeah. So that's uh that's everything. That's not everything. Cause like I said, they announced like 63 movies and 42 shows, or the other way around. I forget. I just uh mentioned the big things. Um yeah, that's that's still a lot of a lot of shit. Yeah, they, I think they, uh like I don't even want like they just Took it to eleven Disney like they, they Warner Brothers has their announcement all their bullshit Disney just comes in and steals the show. They single handedly saved twenty twenty in a year of doom and gloom. This is a nice, nice ray of sunshine to finish out the year. Can we just say how like after every movie that they were putting out and that was meant to be in theaters, they still said. Coming to theaters, blah, 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 blah. I love that they said that after everything. Absolutely. It was kind of like a, like, 
it was too it was it was a slap in the face to Warner Brothers like look see we're we're doing what you should have done but it's also like reassurance for the audiences and everybody like don't worry movie theaters are still going to exist I'm still going to stick with my theory that theaters will have a resurgence in 2021 it's going to be okay it's going to be okay how soon in 2021 like by mid 2021 I would say yes uh, well, the way to talk about this vaccine, who knows? But I will say by mid 2021, we'll be back and running again. God, I hope so. Quote me. I will. <laughs> I will. Thank you for listening to the Big Picture Show podcast. Episode two happened a lot sooner than I thought it would, quite honestly. Um, I'm Alex Haina, and I was uh, I was joined by the one, the only Deshaun Corbin. That's me. <laughs> Thank you again for listening. We hope uh, we hope you return for the next episode.